Will you open your Bibles with me, please, to Psalm 118? Psalm 118. I have a question for you, real question. It's a little different. Bear with me. Did anybody find the best Black Friday deal? Anybody? What was the best thing? Did anybody not do Black Friday shopping at all? Okay, a lot. Did anybody find a great, Suzanne's back there like, what? <laughs> Did anybody find the best deal? Yeah. So I uh, went to Walmart and I uh, got a 50 inch 4K smart TV for 150. Why are you telling everyone the surprise you're giving me for Christmas? Huh? <laughs> surprise. <laughs> hey, that's a good deal. Yeah. 50 inch 4K television for 150 bucks. And I, she called back like, when I was at the register, and I just had to say, hi, I'm at the register, I have a TV, talk to you later. Uh, what time do you guys want to schedule to come to my office? <laughs> Christy, is that, you can't see her. Christy's up here going. <laughs> you guys are great. That is a good deal. Let's quickly move off the subject. <laughs> that's great. No, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. Suzanne, what was the best Black Friday deal you found? Suzanne is good at Black Friday. I, I don't know if you know this. She does, but she's good at it. No, she's a 24-hour Black Friday. She's, she's, I'm telling you right now, it's a tradition amongst the little pot, her, Suzanne's posse, and she's good at it. If you ever need something, you say, hey, Suzanne, have, do you know any deals on this? She usually knows. Okay, what was the best thing you found? And then I'll, and I'll come to you, Karen. Just random things. Yeah. Karen, anything great? Holy moly. <laughs> you did that last year, too, didn't you? I, Karen, I am exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> I am, okay, if you couldn't hear it, Karen said she has all of her Christmas shopping done, wrapped under the tree. That means, so I don't even have decorations out yet. So. But what will you do Christmas Eve night when you're supposed to stay up until 2 a.m. making bikes? You don't have to do that? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. How many of you got a million ads for Black Friday? Or Black November, as I'm calling it now, because it was... I got an email this morning from Home Depot, because I go there a lot, and uh, it said, Black Friday extended to today is Sunday. Like, that was the email, which I got yesterday, too, and it said, Black Friday extended to Saturday. Black Friday extended to Sunday. I've gotten so many. I literally have gotten probably two or three ads a day from just from Home Depot, really. That's wild. I No, I... Seriously, I think it's going to be just extended, because tomorrow's Cyber Monday, they call it. I think it's going to be just through Christmas, just kind of just come buy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> July 4th, that's right. Well, July 4th will be independence from the ads. You know. Let's read Psalm 118 together. Here's what it says. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. 
Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress I called on the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper, and I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations surround me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surround me, surround me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surround me like bees. They went out like a fire among thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and that you have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God. And he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will give thanks to you. You are my God and I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Hallelujah. What a great psalm. Isn't that a great psalm? Aren't you just built up and excited? You can't read that one like, give thanks to the Lord. He is good. <sighs> it, uh, he's so good. His steadfast love endures forever. Praise the Lord. This is a very famous psalm, Psalm 118, and it's famous for a lot of reasons. Will you turn with me in your Bible, please, to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Most likely, this psalm was one that was written. Remember, it is a, uh, all the psalms are hymns, basically. Um, so they were sung at one time. And the psalms can best be thought of as the songbook of the Old Testament. So the Israelite people, when they would come to gatherings and they would come to their, uh, the temple or whatever, and they're going to sing like we sing, the reason we sing and we have that is because we have the pattern that they showed us of how the Lord had prescribed worship. And one of the ways that he had prescribed worship was with musical instruments and singing and song. And uh, this was the songbook. So the hymnal of the Israelite people of God was the Psalms. So imagine 118. I just read it for you kind of dramatically. I don't know what it would be like set to music. Maybe Judy and Steve and Nancy can help us and figure out what that would be. I don't know. But how cool. It must have been such a a rousing sort of song to sing together as the people of God are chanting, because you can feel the repetition of the words, chanting the steadfast love of God. It endures forever. And most likely this particular song was composed and used for uh, something that had happened that was significant. So many scholars believe that it's possible that when Nehemiah and Ezra were 
uh, rededicating the building the temple and trying to figure all that out and redoing the wall in Jerusalem, and Nehemiah was fixing all that, and they were starting construction in Jerusalem, that this may have been one of the songs that was being passed down and now have been put to music in the Psalms. And so it's really interesting how, uh, how this was being formed and what was happening. And so we are really blessed to be able to look at this and see what God was doing at that time because it reverberates in us today, doesn't it? So Psalm 118, here's why it's significant. Look at me, with me at Matthew chapter 21. This is the story of the triumphal entry. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to, this is verse 1, to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkeys and the colt and put, them, put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the, on the road. And the crowds went out before him, and that all that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who, can, who comes in the name of the Lord, which is verse 26 of Psalm 118. Hosanna in the highest! And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. So, we have one excerpt here, but likely this Psalm 118 was being sung as Jesus is entering the city and coming in in the triumphal entry because this was a song of remembrance of what God had done, of his steadfast love that's forever, of God's great acts, of God's deliverance, of his salvation. And they're singing Hosanna to Jesus through this song, which causes everybody around to say, hey, hold on a minute, who, who is this? What's going on? Because when they hear the song, they know the reference that this is a celebratory sort of uh, praise that's given to God for what's happening. And so they're talking about Jesus. What's incredible about this is they don't understand that the very song that they're singing about how God is rebuilding his people, how God has given a foundation to his people, how God is delivering his people, how God's steadfast love endures forever, is personified in the word who has become flesh, Jesus, who is sitting on the donkey in front of them. They don't understand that Jesus is going into a town with his face set like flint toward Jerusalem because he knows that as he comes in this town, he will go through the Passover meal with the disciples and he will become the Passover for the people. He is the deliverance that is in Psalm 118. Jesus Christ is going to become the down payment, the full payment. He's going to become the everything that will free the very people who are singing and chanting his name. And those same people, in just a few days, are going to change their tune from a tune of celebration of the steadfast love of God into a tune of betrayal against the King of Kings. They will change their tune, and instead of crying out glory to God, they will instead cry out crucify him and give us instead the murderer Barabbas. It's incredible that it's really the same people and they don't understand it. We read in Psalm 118 that the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. As the people who originally sang this psalm would understand it, 
They understood that the people of Israel, that God's own people who were rejected by the nations, who were cast out, who were broken down, they became the cornerstone of what God was building to become a light to the nations. And so it's, think about this. In the psalm, when all the people are surrounding the person who's talking, and there's this great danger, the people of Israel were, call, were called to be surrounded. They were called to be a beacon to the whole world of people who would come into their midst in order to worship God. Instead, a lot of people came in order to hurt them and harm them. And the people of Israel themselves were not faithful to the covenant that God had given them. They were not the beacon of light. They gave themselves over to all kinds of other things. And we get this picture instead of what was meant for good, what was meant for righteousness, what was meant for a bright shining light became instead this loathsome kind of burden that was on the people. Think about Jesus now, the light of the world, riding on a donkey, surrounded by people who are chanting his name, who are putting palm branches. Have you ever actually seen somebody put a coat on the ground? You know that old romantic sort of stereotype of the guy who takes off his coat? puts it on the ground for the lady to walk across. Have you ever actually seen that? Just in movies. Why? Because your coat gets just destroyed. If you put your clothes into some water, they're going to be just filthy, muddy mess. But the people here, as Jesus is coming in, it's not just Jesus. They're putting their cloaks down for animals that Jesus is riding on. Perhaps you watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade and you see when there's the, uh, uh, the horses, the mounted you know, policemen and all that kind of stuff, there's always somebody after them with that little rolly thing in the shovel, right? You're, if you put your cloak on the ground for the animal procession, you're, there's some danger there. And the people are quick to do it. Why are they quick to do it? Because something inside them saw the salvation of God for just a glimmer of a moment. And they heard the song that was recounting the, the wonderful faithfulness of God, His enduring love for His people. And out of this response, they put their cloaks on the ground. And then just a few days later, they will rip Jesus' cloak off of Him and divide up His garments. How incredible. How incredible is this story. Here's what I want to tell you today. Jesus Christ knew the history of the song because he wrote it. He heard the song being sung. It was a glory to him as he came into the town. He also knew the hearts of the people who would ultimately betray him. And yet still he entered the town. Yet still he came into Jerusalem. Yet still he went to the cross. Jesus Christ died for us. He is the ultimate sacrifice for us that we might have peace with God. What's incredible about that is this. We have ads and ads and ads for Black Friday for all the cheapest stuff out there. And our proclivity as people is to find the best deal for stuff that won't last, to try to spend money and gain more and get something for it. And it's just this urge. And it's being exemplified more and more in our time now because technology has allowed us to personalize that and to flood our senses with it. It's everywhere. You cannot go without an ad anywhere you go. If you go to any media source, if you go to anything, and if you try to avoid it, we will mail them to your house. I mean, it's, it's going to be everywhere. And it so inundates us to try to go out and get something and find something, get the deal and find this stuff. And it may be well-made, but probably it's not. 
because the 40% off deals that Lowe's and Home Depot are doing on their appliances may last 10 years or may not, or it may exclude every major brand. You never know. And if you try to find a repairman for those appliances, you will be hard pressed to do it because you just need to go buy a new one. What is that? What is that that has changed for us? But Jesus, Jesus is the prize of the earth. Jesus is the creator. Jesus is the word. It was by his word that you and I were created. It is at his word that the whole earth is upheld. It is at his word that all things happen. It was at the breath of God that we actually came to life and live. It was because of him that our hearts beat. It was because of Jesus that the very donkey he's riding on lives. It was because of Jesus that every person in the, in the crowd had the ability to chant Psalm 118 because he from infancy had fed them, had kept them alive, had cared for them more than the sparrow, more than the flower of the field. He had raised them from babes. He had made sure they had life. He had put them in that place and he put the words in their heart to be able to say it. And then three days later, they are crying out for him to be crucified. What I want to tell you today is that the cost of our salvation is so much more than the ads we see every day. The cost of our salvation is not just a life. It was his life. It was the pearl, the bright shining star, the master of creation, the only son of God forever. It was the one. It was him. It's Jesus. It was his life that was demanded for our sin. And he went, you ready for this? Willingly. Because he loves us. And because he was so faithful to the Father's plan. Your salvation was purchased by an extreme price. Because God, in his love, looked upon us who were his enemies, who hated him, who were breathing out conspiracy against him, every one of us. And instead, he reached down to us with the death of his own son, that we might be brought into right relationship with him. You know, I think about holding a baby. It's so, it's so great to hold babies, isn't it? They're just so cool. They're so little. They're little pod feet. They're just amazing. And they can't do anything. They're just little babies. They're so helpless. And they grow so fast, it's incredible. Could you imagine the father having put his own son into this girl, Mary, and he's born, and he's placed in the manger, and he's there, and the father's looking down on him, and the pride and the beauty of that little baby boy, and knowing that his ultimate destiny will be to take out his wrath on that child so that you could become his child. It's incredible. It's incredible. The price is so high. And every day we look for these deals of, if I can just find the best deal, if I can just get the right stuff, I'm going to be so fulfilled. If I just have the best washing machine, or if I get the bigger television, and those things are great, by the way. Goodbye. <laughs> they are. They're fun. I'm not against those. Praise the Lord. But we get duped. We get duped into all the ads of what can make us happy and what can make life better. When the only solution for us is Jesus Christ who died for us, but ready for this, 
who rose again. And because he lives now, he is our security. He is now the down payment that we will live forever because he lives forever. As he is, we will be also. And so Jesus, whose life is our life, he becomes the very object of everything that we need and everything that we hope for and every longing in our heart so that when we read Psalm 18, something reverberates in us because we feel the victory of God because it was secured in Christ Jesus, who was the great price given for us. There was no Black Friday sale for your salvation. It cost God everything to make sure that you could come into relationship with him. And in fact, it was by his own call that he took you and pulled you to himself and said, I'm making you a new creation that you would be my child and poured out his own spirit on us that we would be filled with power for him to represent him, to know him, to be filled with him, to feel the life of God again, to be brought back into right relationship, to look up for the first time and instead of conspiracy coming out of our mouth, instead it's the glories of God because his steadfast love it endures forever. Oh God, you're so good to us. The cost is so high. This is the kingdom economy. God giving his own son for the wretched because he loves us. That's what real love is. It's someone who would give up their life for a friend. How much more? Someone who would die for their enemy. And Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 8.32 says this, If he has not withheld his own son for us, but graciously given us him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Don't let the ads start to run your life. Because if we take that idea and put it into us of how we're supposed to live and respond and consume and do things, all of a sudden our prayers just become ads to God. We're just looking for the best deal. Stop looking for the best deal and look for the only deal. It's him. He's the only one. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. Now, find the great deal. Get the car, praise the Lord. If, you have, if God's given you the means and you can get all that stuff, praise Jesus. We'll celebrate at all the things God's given us. But how much more our salvation? How much more Christ? How much more the fulfillment of our life? How much more being on mission for God? Because we can get so distracted by finding the best deals for stuff and thinking that is blessing for God. The blessing that God gives us is not the stuff. It's nice. The blessing is knowing him, walking with him, serving him, doing something for him. It's seeing lives changed. It's taking other people and walking them according to the word to disciple them into what God has called them to and saying, do you see this? It's Jesus. And suddenly Psalm 118 comes out of their life and out of their mouth and out of their heart and out of their mind and they just see the steadfast love of God in everything that he's called them to and all those other things sort of drain away because he is so much greater. The prize of Jesus is so much better. And then if we have a lot or if we have a little, if we're healthy, if we're sick, if we are in peril or if we're happy, we cling to him And we know the peace of God that surpasses all understanding because he is better than life. His love is better than life. Isn't it incredible? As we start December, know this. The cost that God gave for you was not the discounted rate. The cost that he gave for you out of love for you 
was the full price of his own son because he loves you and he's called you according to his purpose. And whatever the enemy throws at you, stand firm on the foundation that you are secure in Christ if you believe in him because he gave it all that you might come into right relationship with him. Amen? Be sure of it. Stand on that for Christmas and then let everything else fall and it will come into place. It'll be great. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that you didn't withhold your son from us. Lord, we deserved your wrath. And instead, you poured out your wrath on your own son, Jesus. Lord, we deserve to be cast out. And instead, Lord, you crucified him outside the town. Lord, we deserve all of your judgment. And instead, he drank the cup of your judgment, the cup of wrath, that we might instead know the cup of blessing. Lord, thank you that you've transformed us to be your people. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for his resurrection. And thank you now that we have life in you. Lord, we say your steadfast love endures forever. Lord, your steadfast love endures forever. Your steadfast love endures forever. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be blessed, knowing that his steadfast love will endure forever in your life because he paid the full price. God bless you. Amen. Have a great day.